Good day, I'm Derek Fildebrandt, publisher of the Western Standard. Today is May 4th, 2023. You're watching the Alberta Report coverage, a special coverage uh, of the Alberta election campaign. Uh, we're going to dive straight into it. Uh, of course, I'm joined as usual by Western Standard opinion editor Nigel Hannaford. Good to be here. And Western Standard news editor Dave Naylor. And we will have breaking news on the Premier Smith's uh, press conference uh, happening basically right now. Do we want to start with that? We can. I can tell you. Have at it. Well, this is uh, the UCP's economic diversification plan. And the, the, to me, the most interesting thing is they're offering a uh, come to Alberta bonus. So if you move to Alberta from anywhere in the country and uh, stay here at least a year, you get 1200 bucks. 1200 bucks cash payment. Uh, they're, oh. also, they're also creating uh, tuition tax incentives anywhere from 3000 to 10000 uh, for graduating students uh, who stay in the province and, and ply their trade there. So just a, just a way to get more uh, workers into the province and, and broaden that tax base. So we're li- the UCP will literally pay NDP voters to move to Alberta. Exactly. <laughs> so do you have to have a job before you uh, get the $1,000? Uh, that's a good question. I, w- I would think you have to make some uh, sort of contribution. They should probably attach some uh, strings to it. You know, some people so. can't come here to yeah. show up and collect welfare. We yeah, don't, we we don't yeah. That. yeah, you do have to live here and contribute right. for a year, I'm guessing. I'm sure it'll be something like that. Yeah. Good. The NDP's job creation plan for that, uh, we're going to bring in Arthur Green, the Western Standards Alberta legislative reporter based in Edmonton. Uh, Arthur, you were there yesterday. Um, I I recall uh, reading in the article, uh, Rachel Notley declined to take all reporters' questions. But uh, nonetheless, you were there. Tell us about uh, the NDP's jobs plan proposal. Uh, Yeah, so yesterday, uh, Alberta NDP leader uh, Rachel Notley laid out her plan uh, for good paying jobs for Albertans. And it's a a new proposed tax credit. Uh, It's called Alberta's Future Tax Credit. And it's the NDP's plan uh, to grow grow jobs here in the province, uh, which will cost uh, roughly $400 million. Uh, If we look back uh, to December 2022, uh, Notley said this Alberta's future tax credit is estimated to cost $250 million uh, annually. Um, you know, it, she quoted back in December that it would create uh, roughly 20,000 jobs. Now, that number on Wednesday, she promised to attract $20 billion in uh, private sector investment to the province uh, while creating 47,000 jobs uh, in Alberta's energy sector. And uh, what's been the reaction of the uh, UCP to, to their announcement so far? Um, I, again, I, I just sent off a, a question to Smith. Uh, I know she's having a, a news conference this morning. Uh, and, and my question was simply, you know, Rachel Notley came out with this jobs plan yesterday, but she's also open to uh, increasing the corporate tax. So, you know, it kind of seems a little... Uh, hypocritical. And uh, I asked, uh, of course, the UCP leader, Daniel Smith, uh, what her thoughts are on this. And uh, I'm just waiting to hear back. Yeah, I think, uh, you know, we were also listening to uh, Rachel Notley on um, the Chorus Radio Network today with Shay Ganim. Uh, she was asked about taxes and she committed to not raising personal income taxes. And personal income taxes are uh, actually, technically higher than they were when she was premier, because Jason Kenney de-indexed them for inflation. So they've actually gone up slightly, but they are more or less, other than inflate four years of inflation, they are more or less uh, where originally was. But 
she was careful on uh, using careful little words that, yeah, she would raise uh, taxes on businesses. Uh, but it's, it's not, um, this strikes me, Nigel, as, yeah, it's, it's a center-left policy announcement, but it's not radically different from what you're seeing from the ECP, other than their stances on business taxes. That aside, this jobs platform, I, I think, is it's, it's trying to strike kind of towards the middle, similar to Smith's announcement uh, today. It's more money for businesses and people if you create jobs rather than just cutting taxes to allow businesses to create jobs. Well, there's actually a lot in here, as you would expect, with a $400 million tax, uh, tax bill. And, of course, she was asked yesterday... Uh, how do you pay for this? And she says, oh, it'll pay for itself. And I couldn't help thinking of Mr. She, she did actually use those words today. Yeah. She, she, well, it's obviously a theme then because she said it yesterday as well. Don't worry, it'll pay for itself. And it's a little bit like uh, Mr. Trudeau looking at the, <laughs> uh, you know, don't forget these, 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 these budgets pay for, these well, taxes uh, pay for themselves. She does have a case to make that you can, I mean, the, a similar case is made for lowering uh, taxes on people and on businesses that if you lower now, I think there's probably less evidence to suggest that it would be the case here. But, you know, if you lower taxes on businesses, businesses create more economic activity and therefore actually pay more in taxes overall, even though there's a lower rate. I think she's trying to argue that if we subsidize businesses to create jobs, well, that'll create more tax revenue overall. I think there's less evidence to support that. But, it, I mean, it's, it's, it's not probably as far out as Justin Trudeau's budget. Look, what else so. is she going to say? I mean, uh, you've got to say something because there is that. It's a fair question. How are you going to pay for it? And what she's actually doing is uh, saying, okay, no, let's move on. That's taken care of. It'll pay for itself. Next question. So, uh, no, no, no. There, there are some serious questions about this. I mean, look, just for one thing, $1,200 to, say you're a tradesman and you're in BC or anywhere. You can get $1,200 for moving to uh, Alberta. That might appeal to you. And suddenly you've got a tradesman without this, uh, without all these uh, training programs that, uh, that Rachel Notley is proposing, which, by the way, are a payoff to her union allies. You'll notice that in the, that $18 million training program, that's part of this $400 million package that we're talking I about. I believe it was actually announced, uh, correct me if I'm wrong, Arthur, this, I believe this was actually announced in front of a union headquarters? It's, yeah. It was, yes. This, yeah. This it, is, was, uh, it was uh, announced at uh, Local 488, uh, UA Local 488 here in Edmonton. And uh, in the, the $400 million, like Nigel uh, mentioned, the NDP plans to invest $18 million uh, into union-led training facilities and consult on expanding the Alberta Indigenous uh, Opportunities Corporation to, to include other sectors. Oh, there, you, there you go. As, Nig as Nigel was kind of hinting, you know, if you're a business in downtown Toronto and you're looking at Alberta, and you see the UCP uh, cutting business taxes, you see the NDP raising business taxes, it's an easy decision. Yeah. And, and the other thing is, the I think both parties have to worry about throwing up big figure uh, promises with the plunging price of oil, mm -hmm. right? Because all of a sudden a $500 million uh, promise when oil's at 80 bucks doesn't seem a big problem. Now oil's hovering around 70 bucks. That's a big loss to the treasury. It you know, there's a dark side. Of course, I want oil to remain high. It's all good for us. But there's a dark side of me that would like oil to plunge during the campaign so that the, <laughs> both parties could answer for why they don't plan for the future. But um, 
you know, they just they always budget in their promises up to the maximum of what oil they hope will be, and and they just don't plan. So there's a part of me that would just like to see the promise uh, the parties have to readjust their promises because they, they do this. Every party does this every time. And if they'd only got it right a couple generations ago, we'd be like Norway. We would have so much money, we wouldn't know what to do with it. Uh, what fools we mortals be. We yeah. are. Uh, you know, actually, I, I, okay, so uh, thank you for joining us, Arthur. Uh, there's one point I want to touch on from Rachel Notley's appearance on uh, the Shea show with Chorus today. Um, she was asked about, you know, she was going after uh, Smith, um, saying, well, you know, Smith might not have a mandate to privatize healthcare, but she might do it anyway. And Jay Gannam had a pretty good question for her then. I said, well, you did have a mandate for a carbon tax, but you did it anyway. And originally danced around it a bit, but effectively came to the position, to, to paraphrase her as fairly as I can here, I think, that, well, I had a mandate to do it because I didn't say I wouldn't do it. Mm, so, does, exactly. so I guess there's, there's positive campaign promises and negative campaign promises. So does this mean if you don't promise to do anything, if you make no promises whatsoever, during the campaign and you just don't say anything and you get elected, you could do anything you want. I think that's, that's what she's saying. And when it boils down to it, we're happy when the party we support does things that we like without a mandate. And we don't like it when another party does things that we don't support without a mandate. That's, that's really what it boils down to. But uh, uh, that, that, that was her justification for how she brought in the carbon taxes. Well, I didn't say I wouldn't do it. Well, Crazy. it sounds a bit feeble, doesn't it? But you know, what what we we elect people to govern to make what they believe are good decisions on behalf of all of us. Uh, sometimes, when you're proposing a major change to society, you should run it specifically by the voters. I think carbon tax is one of those things. It's a major change because of the philosophy that underlies it, where they even call carbon dioxide pollution, which it manifestly isn't. You know, that perhaps there should have been a mandate for, but I will I will give her any party this much. that We elect you, do a good job with what's in front of you, make smart decisions. Uh, you shouldn't have to come back to the voters for every single little thing. Yeah. And just look at, uh, in Calgary, Mayor Gondek uh, campaigns away, mentions nothing. Daisha gets into office, $87 billion climate plan. Now there's a big like, one. Oh, like, okay, should you not have talked about this on the hustings? Mm -hmm. $87 billion. That, that number rings a bell, $87 billion. It, it but in that case, it was their own number. It was. They said it was going to cost. Oh, so. Man. Uh, so when it comes to the modeling out on uh, the seat projections, I think we're going to save that for tomorrow. Um, but let's just quickly touch on... Uh, I don't think it's happened yet today, but uh, actually maybe taking place right now. But uh, maybe Dave, tell us uh, what, what can we expect. Notley says she's going to make a pitch to um, the undecided. Sure, yes. She's making a pitch to well, the no, undecided. She, well, she just explicitly said she's making a pitch to people who have voted conservative in the past. Right. Uh, so it, it's people that don't like Daniel Smith probably voted for Jason Kenney, uh, voted for uh, Ralph Klein. You know the the traditional UCP conservative leaders. Now they don't like Daniel Smith, so they're wavering. What should I do? What should I do? Do I plug my nose and vote for Notley, or do I just stay home? Uh, so those are the people she's going to be addressing directly today. And I don't think we've actually seen what her pitch is yet on this. No, right? not yet. I, I, I don't know. Um, okay, N Nigel, if you're, um, Rachel Notley has hired you as, your, as her speechwriter, 
or today, and you're going to write this speech and you get to lay out what is the pitch you're making to people who have voted conservative in the past? Let's call them like more, bit more mushy, centrist, progressive conservatives. I doubt she's really making a pitch for Wild Rose type conservatives here, but let's say she's making a pitch to more progressive conservatives here. Um, what, what, are the, what are the actual, I, I guess, two things. What are you putting forward in the shop window policy-wise to say, okay, we could be a place that moderate progressive conservatives can vote for. And then second, what are you putting forward in the messaging, the language used to make those kinds of red Tory conservatives comfortable enough to vote for Rachel Notley and the NDP? So here's the thing that uh, comes back to me through the gossip channel that uh, people who you would expect to be voting for the UCP as a matter of course are saying something, well, I, can't, I don't like the NDP. And I kind of can't imagine ever voting for them, but I don't like Danielle Smith. So there's nothing about the UCP policies that they're rejecting. It is the personality of, uh, or the, or I, shall I say, the portrayal of the personality of Danielle Smith that the NDP has been very effectively making. So uh, if, uh, so I know what I would say to them if I were uh, if I were writing for Danielle Smith, but if I were actually composing something for. For uh, Rachel Notley, I probably wouldn't go much into policy side of it. I would go on the feelings end of it and I'd say something like, my friends, we all want the same thing, don't we? We want a, a better Alberta. We want a better future. Our policies are not so destructive that, you would, uh, that, that we're going to take anything away from you, but you need a leader who is going to... Um, lead in the same direction and not get her facts wrong. So, you know, this Reagan did this when he did his famous speech asking the blue dog Democrats to come over to the Republican side in the 1984 U.S. presidential election. She would she would model herself on that speech. Well, it's no wonder Stephen Harper paid you those big bucks. That's gold, man. That's gold. It's gold. Well, <laughs> Unfortunately, I'm the guy who lost the 2015 election. Remember yes, that? Yes. It was all your fault. Okay, <laughs> Nigel, Dave, thank you very much for joining thank us. You. And thank all of you for joining us on today's Alberta Report. Remember, if you're not yet a member of the Western Standard, go to westernstandard.news, click on membership. It's only $10 a, week, a month or $100 a year for unlimited access to the Western Standard, uh, supporting and getting access to really the only bail of free media left in Western Canada. Thank you very much for joining us today. We'll see you tomorrow. God bless. The current Lethbridge feed grain prices are as follows. Cash barley is holding at $4.10. Feed wheat slipped $2 to $4.04, while corn is lower $2 at $3.96. In the milling wheat markets, July Minneapolis features added 4.5 cents at $8.08 per bushel, with local hard red spring bid for May movement at $10.30 per bushel delivered. Over to the canola market, nearby canola futures decreased $3.60 at $712.30 per ton with delivered values for May movement at $15.92 per bushel. In the pulse markets, nearby red lentils are unchanged at $0.35 cents a pound, and yellow peas are at $11.50 per bushel. Looking at the cattle markets, June live cattle added $0.30 cents at $161.95 per hundredweight. For more information on pricing and picked up on-farm options, give me a call at 403-394-1711. I'm Vera Buziak at Marketplace Commodities accurate real-time marketing information and pricing options. Canadian Shooting Sports Association, without the CSSA, our gun rights would have been taken long, 
long ago. These guys are on the front lines helping to draft smart and intelligent firearms regulations and legislation in Canada. And more importantly, educating the public about how we keep guns out of the hands of the wrong people. To become a member, it's absolutely worth every penny. You can become a Western Standard member for just $10 a month or $99 a year for unlimited access.